Welcome to another episode of the Intersection podcast coming to you from the Shadow College of Business at Georgia Tech. I'm your host, Leo Haig. I'm a first year MBA student at Georgia Tech, and we have a great episode coming for you today. We're going to be talking all about the world of management consulting. And at Shadow, we're lucky to have seen significant numbers of alums go on to secure really fantastic careers in consulting firms after their time at Shadow. And I've got two fantastic guests with me to talk you through how to break into the industry, what it takes to be a great consultant and how the Scheller College of Business can help you get there. So today, I'm joined by Dave Dieters, who came to Scheller as leader of the Jones Career Centre after a distinguished 35-year career in consulting, including at firms such as North Highland and Accenture. We're also joined by Grace Stewart, who is president of the MBA Consulting Club here at Georgia Tech, and over the summer interned with Bain here in Atlanta. And you can hear the great reception that Grace has got. So before we get started, Grace and Dave, could you tell us a little bit more about yourselves, your background, and how you got to Scheller? Yeah, so I had a pretty interesting background coming to Scheller. I never expected to be doing an MBA or going into consulting in my life. I did my undergrad at the University of South Carolina, and I double majored in theater and English. And then life kind of led me out to Los Angeles. I worked in the reality TV industry for quite a few years and was doing kind of operations and logistics and production and making all kinds of television shows and media content and came back to Atlanta just to be a little bit closer to my family and ended up meeting somebody who told me about an MBA and and consulting and realized that that seemed like exactly what I wanted to do and kind of combined all of the fast pace of my previous job and the project-based work but in a way that would pay a lot better and maybe be a little less stressful surprisingly so came to Scheller is the only school I applied to I knew I wanted to be here in Atlanta it seemed like such a good fit for me in terms of the culture of the school and really just from day one was all in on consulting and was very excited to land a internship at Bain which was my dream company and I'm going to be returning there when I graduate in May. Congratulations and Dave um, tell us a little bit about your background and your journey to consulting because I imagine it might be a little bit different to Grace's. Uh, Well it's quite boring compared to Grace's. A bit of milk toast, if you will. I, I came to Georgia Tech undergrad and I was a co-op student, which means I worked every other, we were on the quarter system then. And when it came time to seek a job, I had never been on a commercial airliner and I used interviewing as a way to try to see some of the world. And there was really no organized approach to my target companies. It was just, ooh, I want to interview with them because they're in Chicago. And I've always wanted to go, ooh, I've never been to St. Louis. Wound up pursuing you know, multiple industries and multiple geographies. And the only thing that was missing was consulting. I'd never heard of consulting. Uh, there was no lightning bolt that came from the heavens and, you know, thou shalt be a consultant. Right. I never got that. But I got a phone call very late in the stage of my final quarter and it was a, a fellow from Arthur Anderson and he asked if I would be willing to come in to interview. I knew about Arthur Anderson, the CPA firm, because they were the auditor of the company with whom I co-op. And I said, no, I don't really want to be an accountant. And he laughed and he said, no, we are the management information consulting division. And there were about a thousand employees worldwide in this division that ultimately became Accenture. And the more I learned about it, the more interested I became because I am the poster child for ADD. And I thought, what, you know, this project-based career 
where, you know, every few months you hit the reset button, you go to something brand new. And at the time, Arthur Anderson was deeply committed to training. And I knew for me, an MBA really wasn't uh, on the table. So it seemed like a great way to achieve some, some development, some management-oriented training, as well as a career that was really a set of multiple careers. It just all seemed to make sense, and uh, off I went. So, well, yeah, th- 35 years later. <laughs> 35 years later. You know, we can look back on it. And I think it's, you've touched on some, I think, interesting things there about the you know, the variety that, that the job gave you, you know, the ability to travel, ability to work across sectors. But for people who are considering, you know, taking that first leap into consulting, you know, like, like you did right back at the start of the career, you know, is it looking back, is there anything that you think is, was kind of like the glue that held together, you know, a set of skills or a set of experiences or an approach that you took to keep having success and keep being given great projects and, and promotions throughout your career? That's a great question. And I'll really base the, the first part of the answer on what you picked up on. And you talked about the variety and recognizing you know, kind of my story. Well, variety is a very interesting coin, and it has a flip side, and it's flexibility. And so I think as I think about attributes to really enjoy consulting and to be pretty good at it, you got to be flexible, kind of take what comes, because ultimately in consulting, it's a client service business. And it took me a little bit of time to understand, you know, early in my career, I thought, oh, gee, if I could just get to manager, man, that they really seem to have everything they need. And then I thought, oh, God, if I could just get to be a partner and get to be a partner and realize it's the client that's calling the shots. And ironically, most firms, the higher, if you will, the more advanced in the organization you go, the more subject you are to the demands of of client service, and it requires flexibility. So I I think that that flexibility is a key point. I I think the other point that I would make, I mean, you got to be detail-oriented, you got to have attention to detail and uh, analytical and all those kinds of things, but it's relationship skills. It's not just the skills, but it's enjoying the process of getting to know people and wanting to help. That is by far the most important thing. And am I right in thinking that during your time, particularly at North Highland, you were looking to Georgia Tech and MBA graduates for hiring? And when you were going through that process, what were you looking for in, a, in an MBA who was going to come in and be a consultant and work for you? You know, it's, again, it's a great question. We, we did not have any type of inexperienced hiring model, including MBA students, for many, many years at North Highland. And the thought occurred to us during a real upswing where we really needed to add capabilities. We started started looking at, well, maybe we ought to look at at bringing in some MBAs. And so it was natural for those of us that that were leading the company to come to Scheller. And as we got to know the program a little bit, it it actually kind of defined what we were looking for. Because you, and you'll hear employers talk about this. They don't necessarily talk about it with students very much, but especially consulting employers, they talk about students being client ready, meaning they knew how to work together in groups to solve common problems, being able to function on a team and collaborate. And that doesn't just mean be nice to each other. That means being able to work through disagreements. It means being able to communicate through awkward topics. And students seem to have that ability. And there was very little we needed to do when we would bring, or in the very, very early years, we started just bringing in one or two a year. And before long, we were hiring eight or 10 Scheller grads a year. And it was a hugely successful program. And as part of that process, you mentioned one of the really important skills that you have to have to be a good consultant is that relationship building. Is that something when you were recruiting 
um, MBA students. Is that something that you saw before they joined the company? Were, were people coming to you trying to network, you know, trying to get to know the company? And, you know, if so, what, what kind of made you receptive to that? The networking to us built momentum over time. You know, I would look for Leo as much as anything was someone that enjoyed the process, that actually the, the people that we, we'd conduct an information session and the people that actually were enjoying coming down to try to get to know us a little bit, to make sure we got to know them a little bit. That was important because it, it's a skill that can be learned and developed, but if you don't enjoy the basic fundamental process of getting to know somebody. And so I, I, I looked for what, you know, were they asking questions? Were, did, were they listening to the answers? Did they really want to find out, you know, good, useful, specific information from us as they were, were about their journey? Those are the kinds of things we look for. And, and there were, you know, once we got into the interview process, there were the classic behavioral kind of questions. Right. We, we, when I was at, at North Ham, we never did casing. Uh, you know, this is going to break everybody's heart because casing is a reality, but I personally didn't believe in it. I'm sure Grace will have a, a thing or two uh, to yeah. say about consulting. Uh, just a thing or two. Uh, yeah, sorry, a, a casing for the consultant. I, this is just me. I'm a population of one. I felt there were far better ways to measure a candidate's ability to think on their feet, to deliver with polish an answer and relied on in really good behavioral questions and a little bit of, of an unstructured rambling conversation that I you know, could sort of change pace very, very quickly and see how people reacted. Right. That was important to me. Well, speaking of, of recruiting and, and casing and the like, um, Grace, I wanted to speak to you a little bit about your experience over the last year or so as someone who's now in second year of the MBA, has completed a, a fantastic internship over the summer at Bain here in Atlanta and obviously uh, congratulations that you'll be returning there at the end of this academic year. But, but before we get into that, I kind of wanted to take a little bit of a step back because you mentioned at the start that you, know, you came to Georgia Tech very much with consulting in mind. And, you know, you could take a very kind of driven approach to finding the right internship. But what was it that attracted you to consulting in the first place? Yeah, I think it was two things. I mean, when I was coming in, just thinking about my background and what would be really translatable into a, a new career, it really narrowed it down to maybe something in marketing that seems very translatable to me or consulting since I'd heard that that was a really good way for kind of anyone to pivot their prior experience and that the consulting industry was really open to non-traditional backgrounds. It took maybe three weeks for me to realize marketing was not <laughs> it for me. And yeah, so that it kind of narrowed down to consulting. So the first was that it, it was just a really easy fit and story for me. And the second was that I, similar to what Dave was saying, I have a very kind of intellectual ADD. Like I love to go into Wikipedia rabbit holes. I love to get really interested in things for a short period of time and then move on. And the project-based work of consulting just lends itself really well to that. So that was a very easy way for me to say, okay, I think that this would actually be something I would enjoy. And then the, the great thing about doing an MBA at Scheller is there's basically kind of any of the major recruiting firms or, you know, the BT firms as well. We've got great relationships with those. So how did you narrow down you know your target list of consulting firms that you wanted to apply to yeah I knew coming into Scheller that I really wanted Bain and I also knew that was a very near impossible task and so I created a whole list of every consulting firm I could think of I looked at all of Scheller's kind of previous employment rates and firms that they had sent people to and from there just did a lot of research and coffee chats to figure out what might be a good fit for me and my 
priorities, both in terms of the kind of work that they did, the culture of the firm, so how they did their staffing. Also, diversity and affinity groups were really important to me. And so the firms that were much more vocal about their diversity efforts were kind of the ones that I tended to lean more toward, which got it down to a pretty small list, I think, of about five or so firms that I was very serious about, some of which recruited directly at Scheller, some of which I engaged with through career fairs like Forte um, for women or Ramba for LGBTQ students. And from there, uh, ended up interviewing with Bain and Carney. And those were both two firms that I really, really felt were aligned with my consulting priorities. And you, um, you mentioned coffee chats there, which I think is something that's worth touching on because there's you know, there's traditional recruiting for, for any industry and, and con- consulting is no different, right? They'll come to campus, they'll have a presentation, you'll learn about the company. And it's a great way, I think, you know, in an hour or an hour and a half to you know, dip your toe and you know, learn a little bit more about them. But I think the way probably to really know a company is to start speaking to people who are actually based there. So it'd be great to know a little bit more about how you went about that. You know, personally, I think one of the things that I've noticed, Georgia Tech, is the alumni community is so strong that if you have any company that you want to target in in the United States or, you know, frankly, even beyond that, you're probably going to have a Georgia Tech alum who you can reach out to and speak to. And is that kind of what you experienced when you were... starting out the recruiting process with Bain. Yeah, I think the Scheller alumni are very helpful and the Georgia Tech as a whole alumni are also really, really receptive to people reaching out. I think people really discount how important coffee chats are, especially when you're looking at something, a structured in industry like consulting or investment banking. I mean, Dave can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think consulting firms are fundamentally looking for things with people you know do they understand what the job is um, which is something that you can kind of find out through coffee chat can they do the job which kind of comes out in the interview or maybe their background and then do they want to do the job are they a fun engaging person to talk to do they seem interested to be here do they want to know more about people and I think the more you learn about firms like there are firms that come to Scheller that I knew within I don't know 15 minutes of their info session that it was not for me and I could never demonstrate my excitability about that kind of firm so I think it is really important for people to talk to alums talk to people from firms that they want to go to and and get a real sense for what it would be like to work there and then once you uh, pick that those four or five companies that you wanted to focus on casting your mind back to this time last year oh boy. and so we're uh what kind of week five week six a term mm-hmm. um so when did the recruiting process and applying for internships, setting up those coffee chats. When did that really kick off for you? Yeah, I think because the Forte conference is so early in June that I was doing some small level of coffee chat, even over the summer, um, engaging in kind of pre-MBA employer forums and workshops and things like that. And then it really picks up in I think October is for interns is about when you really start digging into the info sessions and you're starting to case and you're doing a lot of coffee chats and then by the time you know November December rolls around you've applied you know where you're interviewing mid-December and it's off to the races until the end of January when interviews are over and hopefully you come out with something so it really accelerates the second half of the fall so be ready. Yes yeah this is what I've got to look forward to Dave so you'll probably be seeing me hanging around (laughs) office coming in for advice what grace just i think brilliantly articulated about the process is not a bad 
parallel to consulting itself. The whole notion of networking in a coffee chat. So imagine a consultant that has a big presentation at a client and imagine that big presentation is akin to the interview process. Well, the savvy consultant goes and meets individually with the clients before that big presentation to understand a little bit about what's important to them. What language do they speak? What lexicon should be used? What's important to them? What really needs to be hit upon during the presentation? But the interview is the same way. And the really good firms, and there's none better at this than Bain, make their people available to meet with candidates individually, because they don't want to mess it up either. You know, they don't want to invest, you know, a great deal in in the first year to have someone that's just not a good fit. So you do the exact same thing. You meet with people, you have coffee chats, you have informational interviews, and by the time the interviews roll around, you generally know what to expect, and you're going to resonate more. It's really no different. And so as you accept that parallel, if you're the employer, you're watching an applicant do this, and you're thinking, hey, this maps right into our business, they're going to be great. And that's what you want. And that sounds like most of the battle, getting those good networks in, in place and, and, you know, really showing that you authentically want to do this job. It's this company that, that I'm after and this is the right fit. I think there's probably the other small matter of the case interview to grapple with. And so, Grace, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what that entails and your experiences and, and how you've made sure that you're prepared for that experience? Yeah, this is very timely because, as you know, Leo, we're kicking off our first year case. Facing, uh, in the consulting club this week. So it's a very stressful time, exciting time too. So a case interview is, well, it looks like a lot of different things, to be honest. I don't think that there's one standard anymore for consulting firms, but generally speaking, you have about a 40, 45 minute interview and 25 minutes of that is spent doing a case. So you have a business problem that they give to you and you work through it with your interviewer and come to a recommendation for that fake client. So it's part problem-solving exercise, it's part mental math, communication, brainstorming. It's a daunting endeavor, but I found that I appreciated it a lot more after this summer because it really does align very well with kind of like what Dave was saying, the actual job. You're given a problem, you have to think through it, you have to work with a team member or multiple team members and come to a conclusion. The only difference is you're not doing it on the fly in 40 minutes. So is the analogy, Grace, Jedi training? Uh, And and you are now the master Jedi and uh, you're creating all these new uh, Jedi wannabes? Yeah. I've never seen Star Wars. So, but I'll say, yes, I am. Go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I am Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Is that a person? I'd say a good 40 or or 50 first years that Grace has already started training as of last week. So, yeah. yeah. Someone who's done a few case interviews before. So, excellent experience there. But I think that the whole point of it, Grace, right, is to see can you tackle a business problem you know how does your brain think there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer but how do you get there what's the thought process how do you break it down what questions do you ask that sort of thing yeah i think a lot of it is just demonstrating your curiosity and care for the work that is required of consultants you know have you put in the work and determination to learn how to case i think it's a skill like any other skill that you just kind of have to work at but then do you really enjoy it i always tell people if you hate casing you might not like consulting and not like the work of casing. Obviously, it can be kind of drudgery to have to do, you know, put in hours of work. But if you don't even like fundamentally doing the question and working through a problem with somebody, you're probably 
not going to enjoy the job and maybe you should investigate other MBA opportunities. It all worked out very well uh, for you uh, through the course of last year. So having done all the kind of case preparation, the coffee chats, the interviews, applications, cover letters, you finally in summer arrived for your internship at Bain. So it'd be great to hear kind of what projects you're working on, you know, what did you learn and, and how did you get ready for that as well for, for somebody who yeah, hadn't done consulting before but is coming into a top firm? You know, are there any particular steps that you found valuable to help make sure you were I had a really great summer. I mean, obviously I'm going back, so it it can't have been too bad. But in terms of did I do anything to prepare, I agonized over what I should do to prepare, and then I did nothing. (laughs) Is that advice you would pass on to uh, people in your shoes this year? I would say yes, but with less agonizing. Because everybody I talked to said, don't, there's nothing that you can do to prepare, so don't waste your time. Agonize and prepare, hold the agonize. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not an Excel person. I was very worried about my skills. I thought I would come into the job and everybody would hate me because I couldn't do it. And I came into the job and everybody said, of course you can't do it. That's fine. We're going to teach you how to do it. Keep working on it and it'll be good. So in that sense, I think there's really no way to to prepare for a a consulting internship. Even people who had come from other consulting firms and went to Bain said that they still had to relearn a lot of the things that they had done before because it's a new firm, it's new processes. But I, yeah, I, I loved my summer. I got to work on a couple of really cool different projects. I was in the private equity group for the first half of the summer. I'm working with a team that was on retainer for a PE firm and they did a lot of healthcare work. So we got to do some healthcare diligences as well as some post-acquisition growth strategy, which was very exciting. And then spent the second half of the summer on a different team that was working with a specialty retail client. And we did a lot of voice of the customer, customer journey work, got to travel for exactly two days, which was fun. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I, you know, I think the typical experience and is maybe to be on one project for the summer with one team and just because of staffing things, I got moved around, but it actually allowed me to see the breadth of what Bain does. And again, find out that I, I really don't love customers or marketing, but still was able to find a lot of joy in that work. And the people were so great. Can't say that enough. So Dave, I w- wanted to bring you back in at this point, and just hear a little bit more about you know, how the Career Center works with aspiring consultants. Um, here at Georgia Tech, you know, we are you know, blessed with a fabulous career center and that, that Dave is leading at the moment, consistently ranked in the top five globally. It's a fantastic resource um, for for MBA candidates who are here at Georgia Tech. And it's something, you know, that I'm already really seeing the value of. But it'd be great for, to hear from your perspective, you know, how you work with different consulting firms to bring them over to Georgia Tech and, and how you work with us as students. Well, thank you for the kind words. It's, you know, I'm riding a train that others built. We are blessed with some very caring and talented advisors. And the best thing we can try to do is encourage students to prepare and to stay engaged and to have a plan B. So it's great to target, you know, a Bain and Grace's example. You know, make sure you have a plan B and a plan C and and be aware of there's a very broad array of consultancies that hire our graduates. And each firm is different and, and we our job is not to rank or recommend, it's to simply understand some of the differences and the nuances between the types of practices. And so what we try to do is encourage the networking We also encourage, we try to encourage to case, but to also not lose sight of the behavioral. The the behavioral can can get you booted a lot faster than the the case. Your performance in a case interview is kind of like a zone. 
and there's a continuum of acceptable performance, you know, we have to meet some minimum. But with a behavioral, it can be a line. And if you bomb a behavioral, that can get you out, I think, much faster right. than struggling on a case. Uh, and we emphasize the behavioral prep. We urge students to check out, you know, some of our resources, like the interview feedback worksheet. A lot of the firms, uh, not all, but a lot of the firms kind of ask the same kinds of questions. And it would be simply wrong not to avail yourself of that information so that you can be extra prepared. And so it's really just a we provide lots of resources, and we're trying to, with Grace's great help, work a little more closely with the consulting club in terms of case prep. The most important thing that we can do, though, Leo, is exposure. We're sort of like a consultant, okay? With a consultant, what you're doing is you're assessing your client's needs and the culture and you know you go back to your bench and who are the resources that can solve these problems and be successful in that culture well if the employers are clients even though what we really do is serve students and the students are the resources you know how do we connect those two how do, how do we help students figure out not only where will i be most successful but where will i be happiest and because different Consulting firms have very, very different cultures. And I think there's, uh, there's another very important thing um, that you've been really kind of making sure that first years in particular understand, Dave, which you haven't mentioned, but I think is very important, which is not panicking and keeping everyone on mm-hmm. an even keel because I'm sure, Grace, looking back to you know where I am now at the start of my first year, yeah, there's people who are getting great consulting offers already, yeah, but there's people who are on a different pace. And I think one thing that Dave does a good job of is telling us not to panic. I assure you I will alert you when it's time to panic. Yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we and know that now is not the time. Yeah, now <laughs> is not the time. The timing is different every year, and we see more and more firms trying to pull things earlier and earlier, but the, the traditional internship interview process doesn't even start till the next semester. But now is the time to prepare for it, to network, to get your name out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that struck me is that there are people in Grace's year who didn't do a consulting internship. You know, they went to a great company. They might have done something sort of slightly similar, like product management, but have found you know, what they really liked getting into was just solving the kind of the business problem aspect of it. And are now recruiting for consulting in their second year, having not not done it previously for a career and not quite done it for an internship but done something similar but still having great success to find that role for their full time after they graduate. If you're a second year and you are in the market and you're recruiting and you're interested in consulting, now is a great time to be in that position because our consulting employers are remarking, uh, they say, you know, as always the quality of students that are and the applicants are great but we're just, we're not seeing the numbers because, you know, so many of our second year class has decided wonderfully for them, happy for them to accept internship conversion offers. Just the sheer numbers of applicants among the second years, it's a little lower this year. So it's a great time to be pursuing full-time opportunities if you're a second year in the consulting space. And it's not just the career center that helps people get ready for consulting interviews or you know a career transition into consulting. There's also the consulting club that, that Grace is, is president of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be great to hear a little bit about the kind of work that you do and, and how you work with people across the MBA program to help them make that transition. Yeah, so the full-time MBA consulting club helps people to prepare for the interview process for consulting and then to some extent to prepare for the job itself, uh, which is kind of more of our spring activities. But the bulk of what we do 
throughout the fall is alerting people to what to expect for casing, helping first years and second years to understand what different firms do, what a consulting role looks like. And then, as I said, this week we're kicking off for our first years the kind of case prep process. So walking people through what a case is, how to do it, how to work at it, what's a good structure for them to kind of prepare on their own and with their classmates throughout the fall and into the spring. And that takes up the majority of our time as well. And we do some other things, you know, we work with employers or maybe other clubs to do panel sessions and informational chats. But I would say the bulk is getting people ready for the interviews. Brilliant. Well, Dave, Grace, thank you so much for, for sharing those insights. I think we've learned a lot about what a career uh, in consulting looks like and also what the process looks like if you're transitioning from an MBA. So my final question to you both is, is there any final words of advice that you'd have to a, an inspiring consultant who's, you know, looking to make that transition, hopefully looking to, to maybe come to Georgia Tech to help with that process? What would you say? I think that going into consulting takes three things. Very consulting thing to take three things. Uh, uh, humility, determination, and confidence. It takes a lot of humility to start casing and to fail in front of your peers and to fail a lot and you will fail if you start casing. It's inevitable. It's a skill that you have to learn. Determination to keep going through it and to work at something that is really hard and can be very humbling and to keep that up throughout the winter when some of your other classmates are enjoying their holidays or kind of taking a few weeks off. And then the third thing is confidence. Um, I talk about this a lot with the consulting club, but because the process can be so brutal at points and long, you really have to practice positive self-talk and tell yourself all the things that you're really good at that have nothing to do with one interview or one case or whatever it is, because no, you shouldn't be overconfident, but you should go into your consulting interviews saying, you know, no matter how this goes, I know that I've been determined and put in the work. And even if I don't get the job, I am still a person who has worth and is uh, funny and smart and has good friends and is well liked and does all of these other things. Because I think consultants are, somebody told me once, like over anxious overachievers, and everybody wants to do good. And you will, but you're going to come across terrible if you don't have kind of an inner self-worth that comes from something totally outside of this process, which is ultimately out of all of our hands. Got it. That's very, very good advice. Yeah, that was life advice yes, mostly. Yes, <laughs> Nothing to yeah. do with consulting. Exactly. <laughs> Valuable for all what careers yeah. and, and walks of life. Dave, you've got to top that now. Uh, well, that's impossible. But here, <laughs> so here's a consulting pro tip. You take the brilliant articulation of someone else and you simply repackage it with some slightly different wording and put a label on it, and people think you're a prophet. You uh, <laughs> so, you know, all of the things that Grace just said, all I would say is if you make sure that it's what you want to do, develop a love for consulting, develop a love for problem solving, a love for serving clients, a love for getting to know people, then all the things that Grace just talked about are going to flow naturally from that. You'll show determination. You'll show confidence. You'll act like you're enjoying the process because you are enjoying the process. That's what will make you most attractive to a consulting employer, and that's what's going to make you most attractive to the clients that you'll serve, uh, and it will help you along in your career. So just make sure it's what you want to do, but then get passionate about it. Brilliant. Well, 
Dave, Grace, thank you both so much for giving up your time to, to be part of the podcast. You know, I think I've certainly learned a lot through that, that um, I think it's going to be valuable for, for my you know, recruiting that's coming up over the next few weeks and months. But, you know, there's so much great content in there for anyone considering a career in consulting. So I know that'll be really valuable. So thank you so much for your time and, and thank you for listening as well. Oh, no, thank you, Leo. Yeah, thank you, Leo. Pleasure. Thank you.